0: But, I mean, there's a lot of scenes where he's just like, it's just full on shots of him playing and you can't fake that, I mean, if you want it to be genuine. Uh, (laughs) That's the definition,
1: I think, of that sentence. True, true. You can't fake this if you want it to be genuine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is officially review number 324 with our review of Whiplash. I'm Christopher Schnazy.
0: I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller.
1: And if you're joining (laughs) us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, The reason I said officially this numbered episode is because depending on uh, what happens in the next day or so, uh, there will either be a review of John Wick before or after this episode. So, officially numbered, this is episode 324 where we're reviewing Whiplash, but it might appear before episode 323 um, or miraculous things may happen and it might appear in the correct order so uh, if, if you really want to know the story behind that you can listen to that episode <laughs> let's just say that uh, there may have been a cardinal sin of podcasting committed yeah but Chris <laughs> Chris committed a party foul by, by somebody yeah. I mean I don't know I, I no, we won't name point fingers no We're not at together. all well it's audio so nobody knows who you're pointing to yeah which
2: one of you wasn't recording <laughs> tell me right now or get out of this room
1: <laughs> Chris, are, are you one of those? P- it was
0: Peter Parker.
1: Are you one of those one-tier podcasters?
0: Yeah. Is it
1: on or is it off? I don't
0: anyway. know. <laughs>
1: what does this page say? It says not recording. Oh, yeah. so you can see. <laughs> Oh, good time. I hope
2: we have, like, a pulsing jazz beat under us right now. Right, uh, I, I
1: hope, hope so, too. We I should. hope the intro music is like S- that. Some
0: whiplash underneath.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man, some double swing time, crazy yeah. cymbal, mm-hmm. bass, snare stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so how... I mean, I know how I'm feeling, which is not very good. How are you guys feeling?
0: <laughs> I'm feeling ready to beat the shit out of some drums get angry i'm feeling uh. good <laughs>
1: are you are you feeling more relaxed now steven than you were yesterday after you, or the day before after you watched a uh, whiplash
2: uh, yeah yeah i'm feeling a little bit better now i calmed down a bit <laughs> that was a
0: delayed reaction <laughs> sorry he's taking a drink of his coffee <laughs> oh <laughs>
1: Uh, I am still I'm still
0: frazzled guys. <laughs> was this uh so was this a kabuki film? Which is This was not I... a kabuki film. Oh, it no, it wasn't. Oh, I no, see actually, this theater. Could...
2: Lately all of these like smaller films I'm seeing in like a giant theater which oh, for good. whatever reason is getting all these movies. Hmm. No, this was not kabuki.
1: You, you didn't watch this movie in the back of a Whole Foods or anything like that. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it, it's actually fairly wide up in San Francisco. It was playing in, like, mm. at least four theaters near me.
0: Yeah. Well, it's easier to use MoviePass instead of, you know, paying money, and then you gotta pay for all your drinks, and...
1: Mm. and...
0: Sundance is expensive, man.
1: That's, that's the one thing that sucks about the, like... So, so MoviePass is a great service, not knocking them, but uh, because it's location-based, I can't, like, buy my ticket ahead of time from, like, the Arclight app. Uh and then like get my seat reserved. like if I really I don't first of all, I don't even know if they take Discover um, because I just bought I don't it.
0: think they, they don't because the arc lights up here don't take movie pass. Man, they suck. Mm. Arc lights not movie pass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, they haven't updated their app, which is really just like a weird web view anyway, so it's really confusing why like oh, the Arc light app, yeah. yeah, like I launched it on my <laughs> phone and it, like it doesn't even go to the top and bottom of the screen. I don't think it ever did even on like a five. Uh, it's just frustrating.
2: So does MoviePass work as advertised? Are there like blackout days or anything? Or you really no, no. just have unlimited movies?
1: So it's, you can only see every movie one time and they have now implemented a 24-hour wait period before you can get your next ticket. Yeah, okay. which is so,
2: fine. Like, that's yeah, that would... Doable. I feel like that would actually cramp my style if I really needed to know 24 hours ahead of time. Oh, oh no, you're no, saying... No, no. So, so
1: yeah, so like basically what I used to do in the fr- service first came out is I would see a movie Friday night and Saturday morning. So now I can't do that. So if I see a movie at 8 o'clock I can't buy my next ticket until the next 8 o'clock. The next day yeah. That's why you
0: gotta see a movie Thursday skip Friday and then you can see it Saturday morning. That's
1: Mm -hmm. basically what I've been doing. Or sometimes I'll just pay for one of the movies.
0: (laughs) Damn you! Movie pass! (laughs) I mean you basically, you just kind of have to like plan your schedule a little more which is fine because all I do is see movies so. Mm -hmm.
1: Well some of us, you know, have a life Carson. Yeah, so Carson, you have two movie
2: passes that you alternate between, so, no. you, so every day you can get two of them. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm,
0: I've, not, I've, I'm not that ridiculous, but I mean my girlfriend has <laughs> one. So. I, I, I've
1: thought I've thought about that.
0: Yeah, Chris thought about it because he, he was pass, very.
1: Unfortunately, they're like yearly contracts. Uh uh-huh. Actually, I don't know if it's sort of like a cell phone, where once your first contract is over, they just let you go month a month. I don't know if that's the case, but I've I've thought about getting a second movie pass um, during like heavy movie seasons but I don't want to have to do that for a year.
0: I mean, I completely support MoviePass. For someone like me who goes to the movies a ton, like, I mean, it's like a gift from the movie gods. Like, I, it saved me so much money, and I, like, and their customer service is really great. Like, I, I, I mean, sometimes there's a few hiccups, but, like, I will take the hiccups for the amount of money they're saving me, especially up in L.A. when tickets are, like, 15 bucks. You know if you go to a, an evening show so mm-hmm. like you know i'm not spending 15 bucks to see the best of me but i will with movie pass because i don't have to pay for it so
1: yeah movie pass funding shitty movies
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's great because it's like no, i no, just no, I, I mean I, it I... pays for itself after three movies and then you're i mean i've already it's already paid for me like you know 10 times over but still yeah it's it's even when they raised it, like it, they went from 30 to 35 in my area, I was just like, I don't care, I'll pay 50 and still use it. Yeah, and yeah. okay. no, no.
1: I mean, I, Carson's response to me makes it sound like I'm, I'm knocking them, but I'm, I'm not at all. Like I love the service. If, if I could give them a feature request, because I know they're listening to this podcast, obviously. Um, I did. I did write a review of the service, like in my yeah. last blog post that I wrote two years <laughs> ago. Um, yeah. So if they're
2: like <laughs> us, they read every review and <laughs> right, like, yeah. look no, deeply they, into who left it.
1: They they actually they they tweeted because I, I reviewed it and they tweeted and said they they or like retweeted my I don't know they, whatever. Anyways, um, I'm assuming they saw it at least because their Twitter account retweeted it.
0: But yeah,
1: what I was actually going to say is that if I could give them a, a feature request, uh, that would just be to allow you to when checking into a movie say just charge me for the second ticket like so that way you could buy two tickets on moviepass they're paying for one and then your credit card that's attached to your account is just paying for the other because mm-hmm. it's annoying if say you wanted to buy two tickets at once you'd have to be like okay I'll, I need two but can you first just scan one now n- yeah, yeah, yeah. scan this okay okay cool n- now now do this one and it's just it would it would be nice if you could check out at the box office buy two tickets but movie pass is only charged um for one of them and you're charged for the other but i don't know how complicated that is for them to do um but that would be cool all
2: i know is if they got sundance and the cinemark near me on their roster i would definitely switch over wait so do you have
0: it steven
2: no i don't have it because like half of the half of the theaters i go to aren't supported by them yet
0: I feel like Cinemark here. would be on it because they're like a pretty big chain. Maybe, maybe it is now. I, I know Sundance definitely isn't. Sundance uh, isn't because I know the Sundance by me isn't on Movie Pass. Well, it's
1: it's not it's not being on Movie Pass or not. It's a, if you accept Discover, they yeah. have to take it. All right. Okay. So you just have to find a place that accepts Discover card. Because mm-hmm.
0: I'm pretty sure there's a Cinemark around here and it's listed in the um, in the Movie Pass app. Okay. Not, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, take a look. I might make the switch because I definitely spend more than
2: thirty five a month.
0: But like yeah. AMC, Regal, like all those are are on it. Yes. Yeah, that all you know, that's right. kind of trailed off. But you know, <laughs> well, Movie Pass is great. We all love Movie Pass. Speaking
1: of being on it, there's some crazy jazz drumming to be talking about here in just a moment. Yes, guys, <clears throat> ready to get into our whiplash review? I'm ready. Are you ready, Carson? I'm ready, yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: I I just let Steven speak for me. Well, I
1: didn't know. Maybe you just, like, suddenly fell off your drum (laughs) throne and just, like, hit your head and then you're out. I
0: suddenly was just like, I just can't play anymore. (laughs) All
1: right. Well, we are going to listen to the trailer for Whiplash and then come back and give you guys our review. This place is nice. I really like the music that they play. Bob Ellis on the drums. I'm part of Schaefer's top jazz orchestra. It's the best music school in the country. The key is to just relax. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about what the other guys are thinking. You're here for a reason. Have fun. Five, six, and. I want to be great.
3: And you're not. We got Buddy Rich here.
1: Little trouble there. You're rushing. Here we go. Five, six, and. Were you rushing or were you dragging? I I don't know. If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will gut you like a pig. Oh, my dear God. Are you one of those single-tier people? You are a worthless pansy-assman ass is now weeping and slobbering all over my drum set like a nine-year-old girl.
0: So how's it going with the studio band? Good. Yeah, I think he likes me more now. I push people beyond
1: what's expected of them. I believe that is an absolute necessity. I want to be one of the greats, and because I'm doing that, it's gonna take up more of my time, and this is why I don't think that we should be together. I would never let him put my son through hell. Why would you let him get away with what he did to you? There are no two words in the English language
3: more harmful than good job.
1: All right, so that was the trailer for Whiplash. It is the story of a young man named Miles Teller who, you know, after he's done being spectacular in high school, I guess he realized he wanted to be a musician, and he goes to one of the greatest uh, music schools in the country or whatever. And uh, he wants to be an awesome jazz drummer, and he is just going to try, try and try and try as best he can to just practice constantly and become the greatest drummer of all time. Possibly in his head, that's what he wants to do. Um, I'm, like, selling it as, like, a, this biopic about this drummer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Carson, before I keep rambling and stuff, why don't you let us know what the story's about? Um, or what you thought of it.
0: Okay, well, it's about a drummer. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm still that guy. I like, it. seriously, <laughs> I'm so off my game. Um, I apologize in advance. Like, maybe Chris will have to put in some, like, percussion hits or cymbal hits, you know, in case there's some uh naughty words drop but i feel like the only way to really describe whiplash is like like you really just want to stand up and say yeah (laughs) like it really does like i i i don't know it's it i mean for starters this is probably going to be my favorite movie of the year like it is currently like i i enjoyed this movie so much like it it brought me so much immense cinematic joy uh it's really just almost unfathomable how great this movie is. And it's not even a story that's that revolutionary or anything. You know, they kind of take like a a, a a well-worn story, but they do it so well and it's directed so well. And the actors in this film, um, I mean, easily two of the best performances of the year. Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, uh, you know, lead and supporting are just really extraordinary. I mean Miles Teller is just like how did he do that? Like he played the drums in this movie and it, he's amazing. Like he Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> he it's it's literally mind-blowing the fact that uh you know he learned to play the drums from this. I guess he had, you know, some kind of experience playing when he was younger, but he wasn't like a professional, you know, drum player and he you know, he he totally like learned the drums to play for this movie and, and did it. And the fact, and it's like, he is like, he became pro basically. Like he's so good in this movie, obviously, like, you know, there's, uh, you know, you could, you could argue that, you know, the, Oh, are movie trickery, but I mean, there's a lot of scenes where he's just like, it's just full on shots of him playing and you can't fake that. I mean, if you want it to be genuine, uh I mean, <laughs> that's the definition i think of that sentence true true you can't think this mean, if you want it to be genuine <laughs> um i mean if jennifer hudson can win an oscar for singing i think miles teller can win an oscar for playing drums like I, they should give him two oscars for one for acting and one for <laughs> one for each hand playing the drums uh the real I question mean, is
1: are, are were all those songs like previously existing jazz pieces or did they like could they be up for like a, mus- a, a original song award <laughs>
0: I think they're, I think they're, uh, existing pieces. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I believe I was so. trying to figure
2: that out. If, if they are original, it's very impressive. Like yeah. they should be considered
0: Academy time. <laughs> I, I feel like they're pre-existing pieces. Um, it helps that, uh, the writer directed this movie, Damien Chazelle, uh, who also wrote Grand Piano, which is a movie that Chris and I really dug. Yeah. Um, also about instruments and, and, uh, very, very tense thriller about music. Uh, Damien Chazelle is also a drum player and went to a uh, music school and was inspired by... I guess he had a teacher like J.K. Simmons, so that's what kind of inspired this movie. Um, So I feel like, you know, having someone like him make this movie gives another layer of authenticity because, you know, I feel like someone who's kind of like from an outside perspective, you know, he just just doesn't have that... Um, and it gives it a you know an extra layer, uh, and and plus this movie is just is so well made. Like I, I'm just shocked that like this is only a second film, uh, feature film. Uh, I think that he shows in this movie, uh, he shows that he's clearly one to watch. There's almost like a, a young like Scorsese vibe in this movie. The way that things are cut and the way things are shot. Um, I mean, it has an incredible energy. Like the the movie just never once uh you know it always keeps you on your toes like it just never lets up uh and and like like grand piano this movie plays like a thriller like it really just is such an intense film uh and uh it's funny because my brother said that he also compared it to like a sports movie you know which is true like it it's almost like they're you know they're training and training and training and then like they have the final match and you know they got to go all in uh, and and it's true. Like it has like some of these elements of like other movies, but like I don't know, something about drumming is so visceral that it's just inherently interesting to watch. You know, just watching people just like beat the shit out of drums is just. <laughs> there's something about it that's like violent and and interesting. It's the musical
1: uh, equivalent of John Wick. So yeah, exactly. He's basically, like each of those drums and the cymbals <laughs> are all like people that he's just killing
0: exactly Uh, I mean I seriously had such a high from this movie after seeing it so many days afterward I remember we were gonna go see like you know Annabelle or something I was like fuck that I'm I can't see another movie for like another day or two because like nothing will live up to the level of whiplash like it just I, I can't like I have to bask in its glory for another like you know 24 hours or so because I feel like just the way the movie is set up, and then the way that that it ends, like this movie has like it has like you know people say like oh things are perfect and you know this is a perfect movie or something, but I really do believe this movie has a a perfect ending. Like there's nothing uh, there's nothing flawed or anything about like the way that this movie builds up, and then the way that it ends. And I think that it has, like, the most, like, stand-up-and-cheer-style ending. Like, like I, if, I'm I'm gonna start crying again, because it made me cry, like, at the end of this movie. Uh,
1: <laughs> what, Carson it, doesn't have emotion. <laughs> like,
0: it, it's, like, once you see it, you'll know. Like I, like, I saw this at a screening, and, like, everyone, like, jumped to their feet after it was over and stood up for, like... A solid, like they gave it like a solid, like five minute standing ovation. Like it was that kind of good. Um, but even then, I was just like, I it, it literally blew me away. Like I'd, I've never
1: did their ovation start with clap, clap. I <laughs> it was not clap. a slow clap, people clap. were like clap, clap, voraciously clap. clap. clapping.
0: Applause <laughs> that that would be good. Um, but no, it was it, that that's the kind of movie that uh. It you know it blew the roof off literally. I it just it, it just so many things like I just I just don't even know like it blew my mind because it's just like it's so good. Um, so yeah, Whiplash is uh, an experience to be had for sure. Definitely in the theater because you want to have that that build up um, and and you want to experience that with an audience and also you know the 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 music and the sound like you want to have that you know around you and that's not something you're gonna get like on your iPhone so yeah Whiplash <laughs> and, and though I gotta say the and and I of
2: course echo seeing it in theaters but I do wonder like watching it with a good pair of headphones on your computer where you're completely immersed in it and there's no kind of like mm. audience sounds like the silence is really just silence that yeah. would that would be pretty amazing too.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Like use if you're like immersed in it with some good headphones or something. But still seeing it on, you know, it's always better to see it on a big screen. Well, yeah.
1: I, I, in, in my theater, I had cuz you know, I saw it at ArcLight and there was like six people in the theater, like two old couples, two like middle-aged people and then like a dude who like bought the seat right next to me, which is always really awkward because in a in a normal <laughs> theater situation like that would be for a guy to just walk into your row there's like 900 open seats in the theater and just sit directly next to you is weird. But like in this, you pre buy your tickets and you just select the spot you want. You don't know how many people are going to be there. And then he just like walks up and sits down right next to me. Um, so why
2: would you buy the one right next to someone? Yeah, leave a buffer.
1: Well, I mean, is it, but but see if you want to be towards the middle, it, it, you it, it's not nice to leave a single buffer because you have to like understand that like maybe there's couples that want to sit together that might be buying tickets too. So you want to leave at least a buffer of two. And if the theater is pretty small, like it was, then you're, if you leave a buffer of two, then now you're not even close to the center anymore. You're, like, way off on the side. Right, I, so I can, get all the lonely people together. Yeah, I mean... I, <laughs>
0: well, I on, the, on the Arclight app, they don't allow you to buy a seat. Um, they don't allow you to leave a seat in between, hmm. like, another pre-bought seat. There you go. Like, so, if, you're, if you're buying just one. But if you go into the, you know, like, to the actual theater and buy it there, I think you can buy it, like however you want but on the website you can't do it that way
1: yeah Well, anyways there i had i had an experience watching this film where the guy next to me would i could audibly hear his somewhat silenced responses to things that are happening um and i can't give direct examples because i don't want to give away moments of stuff that happens in the film but like it, it it was one of those experiences like i always reference with the kid in up who was like why are they sad Um, What happened to the baby? (laughs) Like stuff like that. It it was one of those moments where like something would happen, you know, like, I don't know, stuff that I want, I want to reference it so bad, but um, just things would happen and like you'd know that like... What's going to follow this is not going to be good, or something, it's going to incite some sort of, at least at the very least, a conversation that's about to happen. He would be like, oh, or like, ah, oh, or like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like so invested in the film. And, it, you know, if it, it was somebody just talking like, that oh, it would annoy me. But because he was responding in the exact correct way, it was, it was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my, that I guess that's my sort of counter to Stevens. Like, what if you were, like, completely isolated in headphones? And I'm like, well, so, but then you'd miss, like, that kind of experience.
2: So I've yeah. got baggage going into this, too, which is that uh, certain people who were sitting near me were eating popcorn. <laughs> and normally this would be no problem. Like, every movie people eat popcorn. It's no big deal. But this movie was so, like, visceral and, like, the silence was so, like, deafening in the movie. If you heard, like, the crinkle of a candy wrapper or something... Oh, I, I don't know. That. I I was just so tense in this movie that I was so like keenly aware of every tiny little sound that was going on. Yeah, yeah. which which is like the magic of this movie. Like it it really th- zones you in so much. But it did make me notice every little like atmospheric thing that is par for the course for even like a great audience in a movie theater.
0: Yeah. That happened during John Wick. There was some bag crinkler lady, like, two rows behind us. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, shut up. I'm trying to listen to a 1,000 gunshots. Well, no, during the action sequences, it drowned her out. But, like, during, like, any of the dialogue moments, it was like.
1: St- Steven, yeah. were you with me at that? The I, I don't remember if it was when we went and saw uh, 500 Days of Summer. But w- was there the lady with the, the bag of taffy?
2: I wasn't with you I heard the oh, story okay, okay, but yeah, I wasn't... Was... Oh no never mind Yeah I was with you I remember Taffy Girl Yeah
1: Ta- That was
0: <laughs> Taffy Girl
1: <laughs> It, was, taffy it girl. was seriously like the worst <laughs> Oh man I just wanted to throw a symbol at her
2: Like As that's why bringing Bringing outside food shouldn't be allowed Like yeah. for any other reason Than the packaging is like not Not designed to work in a movie theater Okay you
1: know, you know what else annoys me Sorry this is I, I can't I, I I can't not say this. You just okay. gotta let
0: it off, let it out.
1: I okay. There's there's two. Okay, I understand wanting to not pay for like thirty seven dollar thing of popcorn or whatever. Like or like not wanting like. Uh, there's two things that that happen that really annoy me. A is somebody who brings their own popcorn into the theater. That's a microwave popcorn that they burnt. And mm. then, as soon as they pull it out of their purse, like it's like, oh great, now it smells like burnt popcorn. Thanks for that. And you can see them like shaking it and like reaching in and like all the stupid annoying stuff. The other thing is when people bring food that smells, like like bringing something like that's from an outside place that actually yeah, like got fast cooked food or something. Yeah, that, that yeah. releases a, a like you know a smell. Like you're like, oh, stop that crap. And then the third thing, I know I said two things, but this is the third thing. Like I get wanting to bring your own sodas into the film, right? Why do you wait till the opening frames of the movie to go to crack it open? I
0: don't know, <laughs> dude. I,
1: I don't get it. Like it's not like everyone knows if you if you open it while everybody's talking and the lights are on, no one's gonna care. But when you wait till the lights come down, you just get title credits as like a little like a little weird sound and then all of a sudden it's like, come on. What and is wrong, no, And
0: no one worthy? cares anyway. You
1: really think, like, the minimum
2: wage janitor is going to look at your soda and kick you out of the theater? Like, yeah, right, nobody, yeah. is, nobody thinks
0: you're clever or sneaky by bringing it in. Oh,
1: dude, it's so dumb. It makes well, me so a, mad.
0: Th- that's the case for anybody who brings in, like, outside food or drink, like, and they're crinkling their bags or whatever. They always wait till it's, like, the beginning of the movie, so it's, like, dead quiet, or just any quiet moments. They don't wait till, like, it's loud. They just start, like, opening. Like, they don't do it during the previews, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like, never during a loud loud spot. It's always during, like, a really quiet moment. So it's like, I don't know.
1: We, we had, like, th- this is semi-unrelated, but I'm just showing a mindset of somebody who would actually care about crinkling and making sound. Uh, Back in college, I took this math class, and we had this, like, test, and the the teacher was like, yeah, you know, this is going to be a long test. You guys are welcome to bring in, like, a snack or a drink or whatever and have it on the table with you while you're working so that way, you know, it can help you get through this or whatever. So, I had Jolly Ranchers, right? So, -hmm. before the test started, I put a line of Jolly Ranchers across the top of my desk and unwrapped all of them so that I could just take a Jolly Rancher and throw it in my mouth without going... And like a bunch of people like, what are you doing? And the teacher's yeah. like, he's opening Jolly Rancher so they don't make noises during the test. Like he saw that I was doing it and was like, smart person. Like, But everybody else in the <laughs> class was like, that's weird to me. It's like, it's not hard to deal with your packaging before the movie starts. I just, I, that's all. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So whiplash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. As if you get yanked so, back to the episode.
2: <laughs> so I, I, need, I need to ask first, did either of you play instruments growing up?
0: Yes.
1: A lot of instruments
2: uh not,
0: right. I, I i i i tried to play guitar but it
2: no but n- never like <laughs> a instrument that would be in like a band class or something like that like, i mean i
0: was in band i think at charter but, <laughs> I, I think oh, okay. <laughs> but, i but didn't like, even know I, that
2: existed at charter
0: no it did like it um yeah it did i was in it like freshman and then like part of of sophomore year but i i think like you know i said that i played the guitar but i really just I became disinterested and like I wasn't mm-hmm. good at it at all. So yeah,
1: that's that's like how I say I play a drum set because I own one, but I can I can play on it, but I cannot come anywhere near to this movie's worth of playing yeah. on it. But yeah. no, yeah. To answer your question, I started trumpet in the fourth grade, and when I got to high school, I bounced around like five different instruments, and I I was music was always big in my family growing up, and like yeah, we all played it.
2: I'm I'm the same in that I I did piano as a kid for fun. Trumpet around fourth grade, high school pivoted to like so basically from fourth grade up to high school, I was actually playing and doing recitals and all of that. Yeah. Uh, after high school was when I realized, like, oh, music should just be fun. And then I kind of stopped, to yeah, stop stressing <laughs> music so should much. be fun. And it's not, so I don't do it anymore.
1: <laughs> but also, nobody nobody plays piano for fun yeah <laughs> everyone yeah. Hit. And, like, like my parents tried to get me to go to piano lessons and i made like through like three versions of mary had a little lamb before i was like f this i'm out
2: and i gotta <laughs> say trumpet when you get braces you are bleeding like miles teller like oh, yeah <laughs> oh man you are full-on like <laughs> bleeding trying to hit the high notes bloody yeah. not even high notes like a d or something like nothing major <laughs> um anyway all that to say for for people who have played not even professionally but just like had a tutor and had to perform occasionally yeah I, I feel like this movie should come with like a trigger warning before that tells <laughs> you like this is going to bring up every fear that you've ever had in like such a high high octane vibes i mean there's something this movie does where there are major things that happen like in the trailer you see that the instructor like throws something at a uh, And Miles Teller, and he's shouting in people's faces, and there are a few other, like, pivotal moments in the film where an actual big thing occurs. But in my mind, nothing was as frightening as, like, a moment towards the end where he is sitting on a stage and realizes (laughs) what's about to happen.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: That was so terrifying. Yeah, I, I almost wanted to like
0: run out of the theater. I, I,
3: that's, I, I pooped a little.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why this movie feels like a, a thriller or even a horror movie, where you're just like, I, I was so just petrified. No, I mean, th- this really, it like, and I, I was asking if you played instruments
2: because I want to know if, if this movie is bringing that up because I have memories of what it feels like, or if it's just can create it from scratch in someone who hasn't even had that feeling before like the 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 petr- petrifying feeling of having to play an instrument or perform on a
0: stage yeah. and realizing right before that you are not equipped to handle this <laughs> i think Wait. i think that's kind of a universal fear though of like you know either like public speaking or mm-hmm. performing
1: but there, but there's also like when when you're public speaking you are a sole person who's public speaking so like if you fail you only fail yourself but if you yeah. when you're playing in a live concert situation like in in high school uh for like 2 years i think i played french horn and one year uh this one of the songs that we played there was a part in the middle where like the entire band cuts off and it's just me holding out this note and i don't know if you know anything about french horn but french horn is like You can play a full scale without using any of the keys. Like the notes are so close together and your armature is so jacked. And it's like, it's like, (laughs) it was frightening for me to have to like perform the song. And like the, 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 I almost called him a professor in high school, the instructor, he had me sneak a electronic tuner. Into the performance and put it on my music stand, which is already frightening enough because that's technically cheating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> by, by technically, I mean actually cheating. So like, I'm already nervous because I'm like sneaking a tuner onto my stand in the middle of this performance, and then I'm also having to hold out this note for like two measures just me while everybody else is getting ready to like play the next thing. And it was like, uh, like I'm am having a panic attack right and, now. And
2: that's the th- that's the thing about music too. Is I mean, uh, Carson mentioned public speaking. And you also mentioned sports. And, like, granted, I'm not the most athletic person, uh, but both of these things, like, they have means of release. Like, you can release your nervousness somehow. Like, public yeah. speaking, I always make a dumb joke at the beginning of a presentation, and then it kind of, like, loosens me up a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. unless it falls or, flat, and then you just get... No, yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, I still get a big laugh out of that. Making like a Mary Stephen Poppins joke a in a tr- German crowd where nobody gets it. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyway, and then in sports, granted, I've never played a sport, so I'm sure there is like subtlety, but there are also big motions that kind of like you know you run and you jump and you like you do things that can kind of break you out of the uh, the pressure cooker that you're in. Yeah. And music is all, it's all like this pressure. It's like precision especially in this movie it's like you do not get any sort of escape or release from it like you are just in this pressure cooker the whole time um and a wind instrument like i'm sure chris knows like you can hear a quiver when you're playing a wind (laughs) instrument (laughs) and you're nervous (laughs) and (laughs) drums i've never played but if you like you slip up and you lose, you know, like you overthink what you're doing. There's no way your brain can move that fast. Like you have to just be feeling what you're doing. Yeah. Um, all that to say this, this played into a sort of performance anxiety. No, no, no sexual meaning (laughs) intended. Um, a like performance anxiety that I have not, I swear this has never happened to me before. (laughs) I have not seen in a movie. (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't know. This this really keyed in on the terror. I, I felt it. My girlfriend felt it. Yeah. It was, like, so intense and well, so well done. My stomach was in
0: knots, like, in, very, in various mean, scenes. I,
2: honest to God, had, like, a semi-panic attack during the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually
2: had to, like, like stretch out my arms and massage my shoulders and be like, you're going to be okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is... JK is this...
0: really not yelling at you. Yeah. yeah,
2: this is really just a movie. I mean, it's like theme
0: thematically it's
2: like like a dark cousin of like jiro dreams of sushi where it's about like that was a movie about like what does it take to be great right and like what does greatness entail if you want to be the absolute best at something um and in jiro it's about like quiet dedication to a craft and just like day in day out always doing the same thing and in whiplash it's like intensity <laughs> it's like committing to something to the point of obsession where it drives you crazy and it really communicates that vibe so well. I, I mean, you were talking about John Wick being like your favorite action movie of the year so far. I feel like this is definitely the most intense movie I've seen this year, yeah. oh, way yeah. more so than Denzel Washington stabbing people or oh, <laughs> anything <course>. else. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it's also I mean, scarier than like most horror movies too. Yeah. it. I I don't even know what more
2: cuz we've gone on so long about uh the feelings that it evokes. I mean the the acting is obviously really really great. I I never saw Oz, so I've never seen JK Simmons as a terrifying character before. <laughs> so this was uh this is new ground for me and Miles Teller definitely just for if nothing else than for learning how to drum like that for this movie yeah. and being able to like communicate the the fear and the intensity through drumming is just really, like, it's a pretty incredible feat. Um, I thought it did have, like, exaggerated moments that I didn't need. I I don't really need to go into some of the events that happen in the movie, but, like, one thing that is even in the trailer is, like, the hands are bleeding and everything. And that's all fine symbolically, but when it comes down to it, like, the intensity of just the silence before playing a note or hitting a beat is to me way more intense than whatever broad strokes that the guy tried to paint it. I mean, those scenes they just nailed the intensity so well. Uh I feel like I should let Chris say something since we've been sprawling on back and forth for a while.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I I just been bouncing in and out of <laughs> what's going on cuz yeah, like I, I uh Yeah, I mean, it, it's a fantastic film and it's it's one where like there's no like elevator pitch to just sell somebody. Like a yeah, guy really wants to be a great drummer and he's in like a band with a really tough instructor who's like a dick trying to make him a better player. Um there's not a lot there, but like as you said, like it is it is a crazy uh it's just a crazy ride. And and like I I um I have one of those, you know, like fancy smart watches that detects physical body changes and crap like that and like at the end of the movie like i looked down to see like what my heartbeat was just because I, like I, I i felt like i, I kind of wanted to like log into the server and check where the spikes were in the film and see like my base heart rate as i went into the <laughs> film and then like my base heart rate as i left the film um just because it, it is it is that intense and like you know i i kept talking about how the guy next to me kept responding like he would audibly. Like as silently as he could, but like uncontrollably respond in certain ways to things that are happening in the film, and like I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm assuming that sound represents in him, um, and it was, yeah. I mean, every, everything on in the film is is uh, really interesting, and it's it's almost kind of like, it, it in a way, it's it's a little bit depressing because it's like, yeah, that's the dedication it takes to get like that good at something. <laughs> like yeah, I, I would
2: say a lot of depressing not, <laughs> yeah. not a
1: little bit well i mean like i the only reason i even say a little bit is because it's like i like like i said I, I own a drum set and i'm i'm happy with the simple ability to just kind of jam on it and but like i can't like if, I, if i'm playing and there's not somebody playing with me i'm like man this sounds like shit <laughs> but like if, if somebody else is playing a guitar along with it or whatever then then it's like it sounds enough like a small ensemble of people playing together that I'm fine with that. But like I would never be able to just like get home from work and then play till like two AM and then go to sleep, go to work, and then all day long I'm tapping on my desk at the office. Like it's I don't know, there there's like the film is really kind of simple in a sense where it's just like a guy decides that nothing else is as important as being great. And it's just him dealing with that attempt to be great in a place that he thinks he has to be in order to achieve that greatness and there is um you know in in films like uh uh in in films like the wrestler and black swan you have people that are like giving everything to be great at this one thing but at at a cost but those people are also like uh, there's a screw loose in their head (laughs) like Mm -hmm. um and in this it like he seems like a normal guy but it's he's just a normal guy who really wants to be great at something and and it's there's no darkness to his drive there's just a pure drive of wanting to um be uh, great at something and it's i don't know it, it, it's like i don't identify with it in that i've never given that much <laughs> devotion to anything in my life <laughs> um but i can still identify it with in the sense of like the this thing is important do whatever it takes to to get to that point and it's i don't know so it's it's just a great ride and i don't really know what more to say about it besides that <laughs> with, at least with not without talking specific spoilery moments
3: yeah
2: and I, w- I would say there's not really a reason to spoil it i mean the the arc of the movie is like it's plenty lean and quick um yeah it pulls you through really well like you've got to just go in and I won't say enjoy it, but do I mean, some, a, do something with it.
0: It's definitely an experience, yeah. Uh, yeah it's like a drug almost, and you just gotta gotta go along for the ride, man uh but no it's 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 definitely an experience to be had um and it taps into all these emotions <laughs> <Nice>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was going for that joke <laughs> i know i'm
0: I'm turning
2: it into a pun. <laughs> um
1: so i mean a question related to the film but not directly i guess uh, about reviewing it but if you guys cared about something would you like would you be like f this if you had a jk simmons instructor or would you buy into the idea like as much as i hate this this will make me better at this
0: uh wait so you're saying if i had a jk simmons like instructor would I go all in or not?
1: Yeah, like, would you, like, ring the bell, Navy SEAL style, and just be like, F this, I'm out, I quit? Or would you <laughs> would you be like, no, like, as painful as this is, it's working towards something I care about?
0: Uh, I, I would, uh, I think I would go all in, yeah. Because I feel like that J.K. Simmons, his attitude, his character's attitude in the movie, um, and he even mentions it in the film, it's something that's missing almost from, like, This kind of instruction you know where it's almost like drill sergeant status but it's you know building people up uh and uh trying to make something great out of them i would give up (laughs) i mean because i understand it's
2: building up into something great but this is going to be your life like if in order to become great you need to be constantly stressed out and constantly pushing like greatness doesn't mean you just coast like your your life continues to be this zone of pushing and pushing and pushing and that does not sound like a great life to me yeah um even if you're remembered when you die i feel like th- there are ways to be remembered where you don't bleed every day
1: but i mean is, is, i mean that that's what like all olympic athletes are right especially if you're like born in another country where it's like from the age of four your parents just like strap on ice skates and be like nope you want to eat food? You do nine hundred laps. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Like, I yeah, yeah. I, it's a little, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure whether I even agree with my own statement. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I don't know. It's again, like I said, I feel like there's something very unique about music that has its own set of like stressors and fear attached to it that I don't feel in athletics or other things. It's like a very particular, and I don't know, maybe to the great 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 people who are under the tutelage of this guy eventually that fear goes away and the zone is just like a thing that you slip into but the way the movie conveys it i imagine the fear being never ending (laughs) and that is like I don't know. This movie does such a good job of making it terrifying. I cannot imagine wanting that kind of life.
1: <laughs> but it, but it's also like in, in in the context of it for the people who are in the group who like, I mean, every scene where the instructor walks in, like everyone in that room is just scared shitless. Like they don't know what's going to happen. They're freaked out. But I think for for most of the people besides Miles Teller, uh, the the end goal is not to become great. It's it, it, it's the equivalent of every sports movie where it's like, we're going to go play this game, but there's going to be talent sta- scouts out there in the stands. And it, it's really just a, like, they're not trying to become the best they can be. They're trying to hang in long enough to possibly get noticed and picked up for something. Like, it, it's basically yeah. a career starting right. thing. Um, and that that's even J.K. Simmons. It's like, that that's his whole point is to create the next big thing. But there's like, really, Miles Teller is the only person who, for him, it's about being remembered and becoming one of the greats, not necessarily about like having a steady career of being a musician where he can provide for himself. It's really about literally the dedication to become one of the best. Um, mm. And I'm not sure exactly where I was going with that, but um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That That's how I, that's why I think that the average person in that room, those characters are able to stick around because their their goal is to to get a a job their their goal it's why it's why you know actors and actresses go to endless auditions and get passed up for every role and don't get discouraged because they're like well if i can just land one then it'll give me the next job so the average person in that room is like like an out-of-work actor and miles teller is like somebody who's trying to become something special
2: right I, i i can definitely see that i one thing i feel like the movie leaves up in the air is what what its thoughts on jk simmons character is like is he a villain is he misguided in his belief about what makes someone great or is it actually championing that championing <laughs> uh, <laughs> words don't make sense anymore <laughs> um anyway That's and right, I they're think, not being recorded anyways no no yeah no. I, I definitely read i i i didn't read much uh editorializing into this film i got the sense that jk simmons is wrong in the extent that he pushes people but his his basic ideas are maybe coming from a good place and so i read the like the triumph or whatever of miles teller i I wouldn't want to stand up and cheer so much as like i don't know you're witnessing someone becoming something That is what he was aiming towards. And it's unclear if that aim is good or if the sacrifices are worth it by the end. Like, I feel like there's a look that his dad gives him towards the end that you could really read either as pride or horror, depending on uh, how you're vibing with the movie so far. It's really hard without going into spoilers. Yeah,
1: no, like, basically the ending is the real... Like, earlier when I referenced, like, without being spoilery, like, like, I think much of the substance that you could talk about all happens like right towards the end of the film, like for, for every character that's still in the film at that moment in time. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and yeah, I think you could definitely argue either way for the father. Um, and even if, even if you were to make the argument that it's horror, um, I don't, you could, you could argue various ways what that horror is because of like, Mm-hmm. um um or even not even a horror like uh some form of like sorrow or something like it it's um uh, i don't know yeah <laughs> it's so hard to talk about
2: i know it is an amazing scene <laughs> it, like it, de- it definitely this movie goes out with a bang the cymbal clash <laughs> yes it hits <laughs> all the right beats
1: not not with a whimper yeah no so, well, <laughs>
0: speaking of going out with a bang,
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that where I insert the da-doom-ksh?
0: no, no, because we were, we were sort of like trailing off there. He's S- saying, let's go out with a bang. Yeah. Let's go out with a bang. And we did not
1: Well, that, that's why I like, I, I, I'm i assuming that Steven and I both thought that you were going to continue that sentence with like, <laughs> here is the bang or like, and then came the whimper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I guess that I guess you were just nope. you were just throwing out you were just pointing out the dead air.
0: Just yep, yep. Just trying to fill fill time. Yeah. Not my time. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> get get to the Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well we we are going to wrap this episode up and get to our verdicts then, apparently. Um so, Carson, if you were going to place this on your scale, must-see, recommend with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it?
0: I could not recommend it enough, so of course it's a must-see. Whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they. That's what the movie should, the title should be. Secretly, it's comma, <laughs> yeah, Whiplash.
1: <laughs> All right, Steven.
0: Yeah, no
2: No contest here. Um must-see like whatever it is and whatever its message it's definitely a experience that is very exhilarating and very unlike anything i've seen before so that's about as high praise as i can give it
1: all right yeah i think this film definitely supplanted itself as a core film for the year um to put it in the terminology of the studio band um. <laughs> no, no yes. alternates gonna take this one's place. Um, nope. So yeah, I mean it's 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 a must see. Uh, even if you're not really interested in music stuff, uh, or if you never played an instrument, just just go see the friggin' movie if it's available in your area. Go see it. If you have to wait for rental because it's not gonna play in your area, then make sure you must rent it. Then because yeah, <laughs> words. I
0: mean yeah, I feel like it's pretty relatable even if you have never played an instrument before. And, and I think that hopefully it'll come to more cities because it's I feel like it's a pretty crowd-pleasing movie. Yep. <laughs> it'll it'll catch on.
1: All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this review then. So, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
0: Uh, you can go to uh, practicalcandy.wordpress.com. You know, it's always updated frequently. Steven? You can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or
2: sdavidmiller.com.
1: Yeah, I almost called myself out to be. To go in the house. <laughs> I was distracted because I was looking back again, as I have been, like every three seconds in this episode <laughs> to make sure it's still recording. Just to double check. Uh, uh, <clears throat> anyways, me, people can find me, you know, if I'm not like hanging myself or messing up the last <laughs> episode's recording. You can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com and uh twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at the thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to know when all these episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash the warning or like us at facebook.com slash the spoiler if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at spoilerwarning.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW that's 760-575-4879 um music for this episode will be some sweet, sweet jazz riffs from this film because it's all about jazz music. So mm. hopefully yeah. you are enjoying that. Scooby-Dab, Scooby-Dab-Dab. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to hear you dub it so that sounds like it's actually going with something. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: <laughs> Jazz music is so like funky with this time anyways that like it, yeah. it probably will up. <laughs> Yeah. up. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining me on this episode.
0: Yes, Thanks for <laughs> most, us. most splendid. And thank you for possibly joining me to re-record the last episode. <laughs> Any anytime. Yeah, if if Chris uh, if Chris hangs himself from trying to you know edit it, we'll just contact you with a Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That would actually be funny. Like an entire episode, where like <laughs> you're just like you ask me a question, and you're like, why, e. S. You're like, okay, you said yes. yes.
0: Um, Did you like John Wick? Why <laughs> yes? Okay, good.
1: You're moving it. No, you're moving it. No, you're What's moving your it. What's your verdict? Yes. <laughs> Alright, and uh, Oh my god. So we will catch everybody next time. And don't forget, never leave your folder lying around anywhere. Nope. Mm-hmm.